And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins and the Reds played game two of their three-game weekday series. Braxton Garrett went opposite of Graham Ashcraft. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the Marlins have been the kings of one-run games here in 2022. They've played more of them than anybody in baseball. They've won a bunch, especially lately. They've also lost more games by a single run than anybody, and they can add one to their total here tonight. 2-1 the final. The Reds over the Marlins. Miami falls to 19-22 and in one-run games. After starting 8-17, and Marlins 11-5 and in the last 16 one-run decisions. This one... Uh, didn't see a whole lot of offense. The Reds struck first against Braxton Garrett in the top of the first inning with one out. Nick Senzel doubled. Kyle Farmer was hit by a pitch, and Joey Votto walked. So the Reds had the bases loaded, but Garrett came back to strike out Donovan Solano. It was the first of a career-best tying 11 Ks over five and two-thirds for Garrett, and it gave him a chance to escape that first inning and scored upon but just like last night, the Reds got a huge two-out hit early in the game. This one provided by Aristides Aquino. Just off the injured list today, Aquino, the Reds' right fielder, single to right field. His base hit brought home Nick Senzel. It brought home Kyle Farmer, and it made it 2-0 Cincinnati in the top of the first inning. Matt Reynolds then reached on a throwing error by the pitcher, Garrett. But Albert Almora popped to first base, finally bringing that first inning to an end. Braxton Garrett, a 26-pitch top of the first inning. And it, when it was over, the Reds had a 2-0 lead. Marlins went 1-2-3 against Graham Ashcraft in the second inning. After that shaky first, Braxton Garrett got on a pretty good roll. And the Marlins had a chance to cut into the lead in their half of the second. With two outs and nobody on, Nick Fortes doubled. A man at second for the left fielder, Jesus Sanchez. Cortez at second, two outs, second inning. Marlins down 2 nothing. There's a liner in the right field. A hit for Sanchez. They'll wave Fortes around third. Aquino fires toward the plate, and Fortes is out to end the inning. Not even close. Colesbury, the catcher, had to go a few steps up the line to make the catch. But Fortes ran right into him, and the side is retired. Aquino to Colesbury, 9-2 to end the inning. 100.6 miles per hour on that throw to the plate from the right fielder Aristides Aquino to keep it a 2 to nothing game. Both pitchers cruised along from that point on. Braxton Garrett struck out the side in the third inning. He began piling up Ks, two more in the fourth, one in the fifth. He struck out his 10th and 11th batters to begin the sixth inning. But when he walked Matt Reynolds with two outs at 104 pitches, he was pulled from the ball game. Marlins down 2 nothing. Waskar Brazaban came out of the pen, and Brazaban induced a comebacker from Albert Almora to end that sixth inning. So we went to the last of the sixth inning. Ashcraft, the Reds, leading the Marlins 2 to nothing For Braxton Garrett, five and two-thirds innings, three hits, two runs. He walked two and struck out 11 for the second time in his big league career, matching his personal best, 104 pitches, 68 strikes. Marlins finally broke through against Ashcraft in the sixth inning. They got some help with one out. Charles LeBlanc with a single. LeBlanc went one for three tonight. He's hit safely now in five straight games to begin his big league career. He's six for his first 14 in the big leagues. He was at first with one out. Joey Wendell with a ground ball back up the middle. It looked like the shortstop Farmer took his eye off the ball looking to see if maybe he could field the ball and step on second base to force LeBlanc and potentially start a double play. 
But when he took his eye off the ball, it got through him. And LeBlanc ended up all the way at third base. Marlins at the corners. One out, six inning down, 2 nothing for Miguel Rojas. Long hold of the belt. Ashcraft the 1-1. Miggy fly ball center field. Going to be deep enough to score a run. Senzel's under it. Dead center makes the catch. LeBlanc tags, comes home, and it's 2-1. Miguel Rojas delivers his 28th RBI of the season. Well done by Miggy to get that. Jesus Aguilar then grounded to third, ending the inning, but at least the Marlins were on the scoreboard. They're back within a run at 2-1. to one. Brazovan, who'd gotten out of the sixth inning, stayed out there for the seventh, and he walked the first man. Mark Colesbury, he came back to strike out Jonathan India, and he got Nick Senzel to fly to center. But Kyle Farmer was hit by a pitch, and with Joey Votto at the plate, a pass ball advanced Colesbury to third, leading 2-1 to one at that point. The Reds had a chance to add to their lead. Men at the corners, two outs. Brazabon going after Joey Votto. Here's the pitch. Runner goes. Ground ball right side to his left to second baseman. Wendell's got it. From shallow right, he throws Votto out to end the inning. Another good defensive play. This one in a really big spot for Joey Wendell. So despite a walk and hit batsman, a pass ball, Brazovan hangs a zero in the top of the seventh. In the eighth inning, we got the return from the injured list of Anthony Bender. Bender pitching for the first time since May 18th. Had been sidelined by back issues. Had a really nice performance tonight. Set down the side in order. A couple of strikeouts in the ground ball. He got Donovan Solano swinging to begin the inning. Solano tonight 0 for 4 Ks. He got Aristides Aquino swinging for the second out. Aquino struck out all three times after that two-run single in the first inning. And then Reynolds a ground ball to shortstop. And we went to the bottom of the eighth. Reds 2 and the Marlins 1. The starter for the Cincinnati, Graham Ashcraft, in his 13th big league start here tonight, had made it through eight innings once in his career. He was only at 88 pitches through seventh, and he got a chance to pitch the eighth inning, struck out Brian De La Cruz. He got Charles LeBlanc to line to second, and then Joey Wendell line to left. It was an eight-pitch eighth inning, and after Tanner Scott pitched to 1-2-3, top of the ninth, David Bell showed some confidence in his young right-hander. Third fair into the left field corner. Aggie around first, digging for second base, and the tying man is in scoring position with one out on the bottom of the ninth. Aguilar with a double. He had been 0 for 15 on the homestand. So just like last night, the Marlins' bats coming alive in the ninth inning, trying to make some magic. At that point, Ashcraft was pulled after eight and a third innings, his longest major league start. 107 pitches, 75 strikes. Alexis Diaz came on. Marlins pinch ran Luke Williams at second base for Aguilar. And when Lewin Diaz hit a fly ball to center for out number two on the first pitch he saw from Diaz, Williams tagged and went to third. So the Marlins were down to their final out in the ninth inning. The tying man, though, was 90 feet away. And it all came down to Alexis Diaz and a pinch hitter from Miami, Jacob Stallings. 2-2 to Stallings. Swing and a miss. Diaz strikes him out. And the Reds make two first-inning runs stand up to edge the Marlins 2-1. to one. So Cincinnati clinches the series win. The Reds clinch the season series win with one to go. Sandy on the mound at 6.40 tomorrow night. And with that strikeout to end the game, Jacob Stallings' career-best eight-game hitting streak came to an end here tonight as well. Reds beat Miami 2-1 to one for Cincinnati. Two runs, three hits. Both runs and two of the three hits came in the top of the first inning. The Reds' only hit after the first inning was an infield single.
by the catcher, Mark Colesbury, with two outs in the fourth. They had a couple of walks and hit batsmen. That was it after that fourth inning. But those two first inning runs stand up. Two runs, three hits, two errors, eight left for the Reds. On the Marlins side of the ledger, a run, five hits, and an error. Miami strands four. Graham Ashcraft, the winning pitcher, five and two. He went eight in the third innings, five hits, a single unearned run. Didn't walk anybody, struck out three. Braxton Garrett, the losing pitcher, two and five for Garrett. Five and two-thirds innings, three hits, a couple of runs. Walked two, equaled his career best with 11 strikeouts, 104 pitches, 68 strikes. And Alexis Diaz out of the bullpen. Got the final two outs for his fourth save in five tries. Time of the ball game, two hours, 46 minutes. The Reds have won four in a row within one of equaling their longest winning streak of the year. They're 14-7 and seven beginning July 7th. And now 5-1-1 and one in their last seven series. After a 3-22 start, the Reds have gone 39-39 over their last 78 games. They improved to 42-61 on the season, including an 18-29 record on the road. As for the Marlins, well, they've lost five in a row overall. They've lost nine straight at Lone Depot Park, matching their longest losing streak in this ballpark where they played the last 11 seasons. They lost nine in a row here in 2015. They have lost nine in a row here in 2022. Miami has lost now 12 of the last 16. The Marlins, with the bats oh so quiet, are now 8-17 and 17 in the last 25 games beginning July 6th. They fall to 47-57 and 57 overall, 10 under 500 for the first time this year, and 22-28 and 28 here at Lone Depot Park. Marlins pitchers totaled 15 strikeouts in this game tonight. 11 by Braxton Garrett, 1 for Waskar Brazabon in an inning and a third of no-hit, no-run relief. Anthony Bender fanned a couple in his 1-2-3 inning. Tanner Scott with a K in his perfect ninth. 15 strikeouts, Marlins pitchers. You know the deal. Marlins and Nation working together again this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 be donated to AutoNation's Traffic Initiative to support cancer research. 15 Ks tonight, that's $375 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive-Pick Initiative for the season now 910 strikeouts and we're up to $22,750 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive-Pick Initiative. Tough night for the Marlins. Uh, they fall to the Reds 2-1. to one. Just not a whole lot to show for things offensively. Uh, Garrett on the wrong side of a loss, obviously. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly afterwards. Donnie, I know... Uh some trouble in that first inning for Braxton Garrett, but after that, really turned in another really good start. What did you think about the way he was able to make some adjustments and, and really settle in after that first inning? Yeah, I thought he got better and better as that game kind of went on. It seemed like he settled in after the first. I think the pitch to Aquino, he's trying to get in, and it kind of leaks out over the middle. Um, and then after that, it was kind of you know, seeing it, kind of what we've been seeing. So, actually a really good bounce back start against those guys. They're, they've been tough on our lefties. They've scored a ton of runs on us with two outs, but they've been tough on our lefties because they, they kind of, they are not a the righty lineup that looks like they're trying to bang you. They're just, they can handle the ball in, they'll, they'll take, they'll hit the ball the other way. So they're, they're a tough lineup against left-handed pitching. He talked about the importance, you know, after that last start against the Reds, about being able to adjust to their game plan for him, obviously able to do that tonight. Is that kind of that growth process that you're seeing from Braxton, his ability to, to make those adjustments? 
For sure. I think Braxit's important that, that he starts to understand, you know, what teams are doing. And you want him to make those adjustments uh, just like you would ask hitters to do it uh, that need to be able to make adjustments. You want Brax to be able to make those quick, right? If, if they're looking in or they're, they're taking a certain pitch, then you change, you change direction sometimes. And, and you want him to recognize that. So it's, it's important that he goes through those. Um, Avi, I think it was a, a hamstring. Uh, yeah, I, I never got it during the game, hamstring, but I knew it was something. You could see it just kind of bit him. Mm-hmm. Anytime you see that skip step, it's usually some. It's usually a hammy or a calf. And uh, but that looked like it. I thought it was a hammy when it happened. I didn't. I didn't get the report back during the game. Uh, Bender coming back. Bender, perfect day thing. He's first thing back just to see him. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where the comfort comes. From you know the move, the moves today is that I knew we had Bender coming back. We know Solskjaer's coming back. I think the the confidence in the guys that we have here and have coming back, uh, I think, make him more comfortable making those moves. Uh, ninth inning, runner on third, two outs down to Hamilton versus Stalin. Just what went into pinching Stalin for Billy or just yeah, Jake's. No, it wasn't that hard. Uh, we pretty much. Been, Jake's been swinging the bat good lately, uh, actually against these guys too. So that that was it was pretty easy when we when we hit Jake there. Seeing you, I guess, for the first time since after the deadline, just any message to the guys, you know, before the game, just once everything the dust is settled. Or? Well, we didn't have a team meeting at that point. It's six, you know, six o'clock deadline, and the game's at six forty. Guys are getting ready and moving all over the place. So you're not going to sit down and talk. But I, I think as a group. Uh, you know, now it's an emotional day in, in a lot of different ways for, for myself, our staff. I'm sure upstairs, you know, been working on, on things, you know, for, you know, moving into this deadline. Um, you know, from here, we just need to regroup, you know, because it, you know, there's, there's noise in our locker room as the deadline ends. You know, I mean, guys are watching that, and I'm sure that's a, a lot like other locker rooms too. Um, but now it's regroup. Uh, we know who our team is. Uh, we're going to be getting some guys back. Uh, you know, pitching wise, we're going to be getting guys back. Position player wise, uh, and and let's move forward and see what we look like. Ashcraft, what was he doing against you guys today? Well, he's he's a both sides of the plate guy. He's a, he's a guy that that's got big movement on you know kind of both ways. Uh, you know, righty's kind of got to get him out over, and lefty's got to push him out over also. Because uh, he, he's basically going to try to get that cutter in and, and run the two seam. He's probably gets the ball to that side of the plate better than the, you know, probably gets the ball better into lefties than in, in into righties. He's a lot of balls out over the plate with the righties. So it's two different little two different little two different game plans with him. Uh, but he's got good stuff. I mean, it's power. So it's 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 moving hard both ways, and you got to be able to pick your lanes with him and. You know, and and deal with it. Diane, I know you've talked extensively about the offense, but you know, having some younger guys in the lineup who are maybe getting their first taste in the big leagues. You know, how do you make sure they don't they don't get discouraged? I, I know they want to contribute. I know everybody wants to contribute, but just how do you, how do you make sure kind of the group stays in, in a good spot? Yeah, I think it's a tough balancing act, you know, as we are moving into this deadline because we've been trying to push and put wins on the board, stay in this wild card hunt, and 
and also with young guys, you're, you need those wins. But young guys, you know they're young. And so, like, we do have to be patient from the standpoint of, uh, of some of our guys that we're, we're seeing, that there's going to be, you know, an adjustment period one way or the other. And uh, so that's, that's up to us to, to make sure we stay upbeat and make sure that we keep, keep things in perspective as far as what we're trying to do and where we're trying to go. And it's been a tough balancing act moving into this, this deadline um, because, again, like we've been trying to fight to put wins on the board. I talked about it at the beginning of the, the Met series, uh, fighting with our guys no matter who they are. And, you know, and sometimes it catches up with you a little bit. So you can't keep push, push, pushing uh, because they're doing the best they can, right? And, and there is adjustments to be made. So we got to stay upbeat. Uh, keep things in perspective and try to move forward. That was Donnie after the Marlins' 2-1 loss to the Reds. The Marlins are now in salvage mode, trying to salvage a game in this three-game series tonight at 6:40 when Sandy Alcantara gets the ball. Alcantara will go opposite of the lefty Mike Miner. We'll hit the air at 6:10 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.